What's up, George? What's going on in the House of Craze tonight? In the House of Craze tonight, we are going to be talking to an indie creator. He's got a book called Avalon. That is Brandon Stor uh, Storochi. Storochi? I'm, that correct. I'm sorry, sir. I think sir. it's Storochi. If we're tearing it up, that's what we do here at Case of Craze. Yeah, we never do. did it right. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to come back in just a few. Talk to him and other stuff we got to talk about. Let's get it. <laughs> Show for independence all around, giving you a platform to spread your word all over town. Cast the craze is the place to promote to your fans with the dream of Medina and Sam the Crazy Man. Subscribe to our show and never miss an episode. It's time to get your mans, listen to us on the go. Updated every week, we never miss a day. Join the squad, come on in. It's time to cast the craze. If you are an independent, cast the craze. Making moves on your own, cast the craze. On your grind in the streets, cast the craze. Join the movement, catch the craze! Yeah, George, we did it again. Come on now, now you want to do it. Catch the craze. Welcome to Catch the Crazy Podcast. I'm your host with the most, Seb, the crazy man, Vera, and I am with George, the dreamer, Mandana. What's happening, everyone? Welcome to another exciting episode of Catch the Craze. We have been away for a little bit, but we are back. We are back live tonight. Yo, yo, what's up, Paul? And we are going to be bringing you another show. We have another indie creator. We already smashed his name, completely killed it. Uh, we apologize, Brandon. But he's going to be me. talking to us about Avalon, which is on Kickstarter right now. Yes. Um, yes. So we're going to be talking to him. We're also going to have a topic today, a little topic about indie publishers. And uh, we have questions. So we're going to be yeah. discussing that a little bit today. And uh, if you haven't done so yet, please don't forget, subscribe to the channel. Give us that like, you know. Make sure you hit the bell if you are subscribed so you know when we go live. You know, so do that for us right now, dude. We're, we're, we're killing it with the subscribers, brother. Like 1.12k. So, big yeah. shout out to everyone who has subscribed to the channel. Yes. We appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. That's yeah, right. Yeah, that's that's right, Sammy. So, what's going on, brother? I know we've been away for a couple of weeks. Uh, a lot has been going on. I know the campaign, obviously, for, for duty ended, uh, but we do have some sponsors. So, you want to take care of some, some, uh, some business first? Some business, some business. So this episode of Catch the Great is brought to you by Story Comic. Story Comic is a podcast that focuses on the people behind the words. The host, Bonnie Smith, interviews comic creators of all types in their works and tells stories about comics, comic-based stories, and all other forms of pro storytelling. We have been streaming our show online since late 2019, and it's been an amazing to ride to see how many people around the world have come to appreciate the value of hearing stories from people who are just as passionate about their work as we are. So if you're a comic creator yourself, or you know someone who is, or if you just want to hear about how your favorite book or comic book was made, come check us out at storycomic.com. That's storycomic.com. <laughs> there it is. Check out, check out Barney. Check out, check out Barney yes. Smith, man. Really, really cool. Really cool guy. Gil, what up, brother? Uh, he's got. He's actually got a, a book on Amazon. I think it's called Dad Jokes or something. That jokes, uh, yes. Yeah, that's on uh, that's on Amazon. So check that out. Uh, Google that. Barney Smith. Check yes. him out. Check out Story Comic. Very good show for also independent artists. He interviews a lot of uh, a lot of indies on there. We've been on the show, and he's a, a very good interviewer, man. He really gets some good good information out of you when you're on the show. So if you guys are a fan of indie creators and indie projects and things like that, definitely check out the show. So big shout out to Barney. Thank you very much, sir. Appreciate yeah. the uh, sponsorship. Word. Word up, crazy up, rolling with the crews that go buck, buck, buck. So remember that? Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's been it's been that one heck of a ride up between traveling for work and then traveling for conventions. Um, you know, it's been a, a busy six weeks. Just got back from um, what did I just do last? Was it? I think it was. Uh, I did the book signing at the Free Comic Book Day at um, Geek Out in Burleson, Texas. Nice little town. It's a nice little yeah. town. And the, and Geek Out has this dope van 
you know, and it's yellow with their big logo. You saw it when I'm getting off the highway and I'm making that nice. turn. And I see the big van. Um, they were great hosts at Geek Out uh, Comics. Check out my um, vlog. I I, I, I vlog you minted the whole thing there. I was hanging out with Paulie G over there at Geek Out and a bunch of other indie creators over there. Um, it was a good time uh, we, uh, we had. And uh, if um, I don't know if I, you know, you, I talked about it last time, but I just uploaded the wrap up from the central texas comic con so if you haven't checked out the vlog go to the art of samuel.com i mean all our said on youtube the art of samuel on youtube and check out the vlog um at uh, the uh, central texas comic con another event that was very fantastic and uh, they treated me well there as well so that was dope but some exciting stuff um it's arrived the newspaper arrived boom a kid wow. in the comic if you haven't gone to a kid in the comic.com go check it out duty is a comic strip in this newspaper um duty's right there boom look at that Darius uranius mm -hmm. so he is in a, a kid in a comic with a bunch of other creators i mean you have like scott hannah's in here um one of the uh creators um tons of comic strips how many activity. comic strips like this there's, there's 30 there's 30 comic strips i believe there's 30 oh, stories man. in here plus activities um you know you have I would love to see who 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 wrote and created this one, but it doesn't have their name. Um, and but um, tons of puzzles, activities. You got Marty and Splat by Matt Hansel. Um, you got a bunch of stuff. So it's not just there's an alien on my toilet, but there's a bunch of other stuff. You can go to a kid in a comic and subscribe to this and get the, the delivered directly to your home. Or you can go and find out if your local comic shop has it already. If it, they, they don't, you can request it and send them to a kid in the comic .com to get the newspaper as well. Some some people actually added this on their uh, actually got this from the Kickstarter. Um, uh, so that's pretty dope. And uh, but yeah, yeah. So the the subscriber base on a kid in the comic .com is flying through the roof, and um, you know the stores are started placing their orders and there's been some conventions that has been uh, requesting to have appearances from um, any of the creative teams behind it. So that's pretty dope too. So it's getting some uh, traction right now. Yeah. Where are they based? Where, where's the newspaper based out of? Uh, where's he based? I don't know. I did everything. Is that, is I did everything through phone. Um, oh, okay. 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 So I don't, no, that's cool, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. So that's, that's uh, how often does it come out? Like where, and where can uh, seven, seven papers a year. And you have to subscribe to it. Is there a website? If you want to get it mailed to your house, you go to the website and subscribe, and um, and you can get this delivered to your home directly, or go to your local comic shop and buy it from your local comic shop. So it is. So like, I mean, do you know which ones they are? Have they reached? They're out? sending us the list. So yeah, yeah. they're sending oh, us the cool. list. I know the guy, the the the, the publisher. I know he. We just got an alert that he's away for a week. Um, but then okay. he's going to give us some data when he gets back. Um, All right. So yeah, so people can go to a kid in the comic .com. Is that the website? Yeah, yeah you go to the website and you can also find, I think they they're publishing when you subscribe, you'll get the list of uh stores that oh, also but the so the but the website is a kid and and a comic .com? Yeah, kid and a comic .com. All right, yeah. Oh yeah, so check that out. It's a kid and a comic .com. Get your subscriptions up. Uh that's cool, man. So they get it seven papers a year. You know, that's old school, man. That's old school. That's the kind of stuff. You know, we grew up reading. We grew up, you know, just the funny book. The funny yeah, thing. man, and 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 there's a lot of names in there, like um, veterans in the game. Hey, what's up, Aurelis? Uh, so there's a lot of veterans in the game, and and a bunch of us new jicks, um, um, to and, you know, um, getting some, uh, some, hopefully, some love in there. So, um, so far, what I understand, they did um, what do you call those things? Focus groups before they yeah. launched, it, and they got tons of overwhelming positive feedback from the focus groups. Um, and uh, so they did, they did all the right things to uh, really, you know, get all the, the information to put it out in the market in a good way. <laughs> Adelise, look at her comment. What's up, Lou? Adelise said she got a subscription in the mail and now she can't find it. No bueno. No bueno. Yeah, so I'm excited about that. I, you know, um, um, I ordered enough for me to uh, take with me to conventions. Um, yeah. Um, and uh, and then um, um, uh, I I don't I only have a handful that will be available on my website as well. Um, but mostly I'm taking them to conventions to really to promote what, it. They sent me a nice little plaque. 
for uh, the display for the for the convention to have on a table with a QR code. Cool. Um, cool. Yeah. So what's, the, uh, what's the cost of the paper? What is it? How much is it? I think it's seven ninety nine. I believe the paper, if I'm not mistaken, per, the website. That's per, without shipping. That's per, like per paper. In other words, per paper. So I think it's like thirty five something. I forgot what it is a year. I think it's a thirty nine. Uh, I forgot the annual subscription, but uh, I'm afraid I put it with the recycling. <laughs> Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> oh no bueno. Duty. How you do that to duty? But um uh yeah, yeah. So that's exciting. Um and then I also signed up for a bunch of conventions this year. I got I'll be announcing them soon. Um I got the uh I was gonna do I didn't get accepted to Fan Expo, uh, so I'm not doing that, but I'm doing the Denton Art Expo. I'm doing College Station Comic Con, um, and a few others. I'll 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 be I'll be putting posting that soon. Nice. Yeah, man. Convention season, baby. There's a lot of there's a lot of conventions in Texas, dude. Like, I mean, it's such a big yeah. state, obviously, but there, there seems to be a lot of um, a lot of cons out there, which is great. There's a lot. There's also a lot of uh, comic book shops. Yeah, the, yeah. There's tons uh, of comic yeah. shops, tons of yeah. events. Um, you know, and uh, I'm not doing anything more than five hour drive. Um, so that's my max. Um, because uh, then I just like I'll lose it if I do more than five hours. But so um, conventions anyway, five hours. So I can do. You know, Austin, I can do Houston, you know, um, I just did Waco. That was only a two hour drive. That was pretty dope. Avrela was there with her kids. Shout out to you. Um, she went to go and see Chip and Joanna Gaines, you know, at their silos and all that stuff. So it was dope. What was you and Joanna? What happened? I just, I, I told you, I, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not a fan. I'm She's an alpha. Jo jo Joanna, I'm not, I'm not a fan of her. I think, I think she, she be doing Chip wrong, bro. I, 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 I love Chip. Chip is my book, my guy. But I don't yeah, know, I'm not a big fan. They got the good life. She's the brain. Yeah, oh, the they got a great life, dude. They got a great life. Don't get me wrong. I mean, they got their own network. They got their own, you know, little empire going. Balling, bro. The balling. Oh, yeah, no, they have a great <laughs> life. I'm just saying, my, my, my boy yes. Chip. I don't know, man. Oh, no, uh, but anyway, I, I digress. Tell me, you don't got the fever. The fever for the flavor. Let's the wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Before we move on to to getting. Oh no, no, not that, not that. The fever for the what? Fever. <laughs> peaches, 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 peaches. Peaches, 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 peaches. Super Mario Brothers, the song oh, Peaches. Oh my God. Missed it. I missed, missed it. it. Oh man, that song is in my head. It just follows me everywhere. Did you see the one with Jack Black performing and playing the piano? No, no, no. Oh, I didn't. Man, he's hilarious. I love that guy. I did. No, I love, I love, I mean, yeah, he's he's hysterical, bro. I love that guy. Um, no, also, so. In the meantime, next week, May 20th, if you're in the Long Island area of New York, there is something called CradleCon going on next week. Cradle. And I will be walking the floor. I don't have a table. Uh, but I will be walking the floor. I'll be checking it out, seeing what it's like out there. So if you guys are in the area, definitely stop by. There's a few guys uh, you know, that are going to have tables. Mark Torres, big shout out to him. It came from the radio. He's going to have his book designated. He's going to have a table there. Sure. Um, so check that out. He's also going to do a show live from the convention nice. for his it came from the radio on sunday at 4 p.m so if you're there uh you can catch him live he's going to be there so yeah it's going to be it's going to be a good time i'm going to be out there going out there with uh omar solis and i'm going to be out there with mr jonathan syfax oh, we're going to be oh. chilling yeah it's going to be a good time so saturday and sunday may 20th and 21st we're going to be out there and uh yeah look out for that tomorrow also at 4 p.m eastern standard time i will be on Comic Crusaders with Almega. Weba. We're gonna oh. be I'm gonna be on there with uh with Hades and with uh Miss Lori. We're gonna be out there, Lori Cunningham. We're gonna be on there talking about gig G-I-G uh yes. mobile indie group. So check us out tomorrow, 4 p.m. on Comic Crusaders. Word. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's, that's dope. That's the update. That's the update for now. But yeah, now 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 I'm now I'm feeling a little a little fever. I heard you got the fever for the flavor of of a chocolate sarsaparilla, or is it like another? Remember that one? All right. So it's, you don't remember that? Oh man! All right. So let's get y'all best, baby. It's time for your medicine. Show me the money.
All right, Sammy. So we, you know, we we always we always you know talk to each other off the air. Obviously, during the day, hey, what are we doing tonight? We were talking about the show for today. We hadn't, we didn't have a get your med segment yet. It's been two weeks. We hadn't done this. So you came up with why are small publishers not spending on marketing and promotion? Why are they not spending? So show me the money has to do with why are the small publishers not spending? So let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. And I, 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 I don't have an answer. I don't know. I, I'm not I don't know. It came up. And, and the reason why it came up is because recently I was, I walked into a conversation with a bunch of indies talking about that. Right. And mm -hmm. how, when they're pitching to publishers, the publishers want them to do all of the promotion and marketing. That's like, we'll print, we'll print it and distribute it. But you know, what's your marketing budget? What are you doing there? And they're like, well, why do I need to do a publisher, go to a publisher? If I have to do all the work, I just want to create. Um, so that's what came up. So is this a growing trend in the, in the, if you're going with a small press publisher versus a mainstream publisher, is this something that they're diverting, um, and, um, and, and why, right? So obviously it was a hot topic for that group of people. Um, <laughs> thank you. You're the man. Appreciate you. you. Um, I, I you know, know that was one of the things that were like, you know, every time I go and I pitch this, this is what I'm being posed with this question is like, you know, what are you going to do? So I think that it's a good question to figure out because, um, I, I don't, I don't pitch to small indies, um, publishers at all. So I wonder, is this because of budget restraints? Um, you know, what do you think it is? Uh, well, I, I mean, listen, I, I'm I'm down with a with a small publisher, and yeah, I think I think definitely. I mean, I I don't think that the pockets are deep, and I think that when you go when you link up with a small publisher, I think that you kind of have to know that, right? Like, I feel like if you've been in this business long enough, you understand how much it costs to print, publish, you know, promote. And do all these things with a combo. It's not something that you can expect a small publisher, depending on how small or how big the publisher is, to be able to do all that for you. So you do have to come in there with eyes wide open. You can't come in there thinking, all right, well, you know what? I got a publisher. This guy is even, you know, he's an indie publisher, he's a small publisher, but he's gonna get me out there. He's gonna do his thing. There are certain questions you must ask, right? Just like they're asking you, you, you have to ask the questions as well. Are you, yeah. you know, do you distribute through Diamond? Who's your distributor? You know, if that's what you're interested in. It really depends on what you want out of that company. You, you know yes. what I'm saying? So I think that, that there has to be an open line of communication. I don't think there's anything wrong with a small publisher asking you if you have a marketing budget. You know what I mean? Because they may be a, that may be a way of like, okay, how do we work? How do we expand? How do we make the most out of the money that we're going to put together? To do this which is a question i would expect from like if you're if you're publishing your own stuff right that's one of the questions diamond asks you right what you know what's your marketing budget and everybody marketing asks budget, that. right I and that, and i get that when you're publishing yourself right um um i think this is probably something that's new and i think what happens is um the, the they're not clarifying in the beginning of that conversation right it's like not getting clarity or they're finding out late in the game or like, for instance, you know, I'm not going to name the publisher, but there's a publisher that was like indie mainstream that just dropped uh, talent because the talent wasn't doing enough to promote the book because they want the yeah. talent to do all the marketing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so it's it's they're like, what, what do you mean? Isn't that your job? You're the publisher. Right. So I think the dynamics have changed um, in a way that um, um, uh, I don't think some of the, the, the writers or creators that are pitching this stuff are ready for. You know, I think um, unless you're going with a, a company that has the money and the financial backing, right. you're going with a small, pro, you know, publisher. It takes it's going to take the the whole team to make it work. Yeah, yeah. This is, and this is a good comment here because because ASAP Imagination obviously is a small uh, publisher here. Uh, we cover printing costs as the publisher and pay for marketing as well as put in the elbow grease to cover things where we can. We also handle our own distribution, and that is. And that is what you can expect from your publisher, right? The question then is, right, how much money is put into each department? And I think that when when, when you walk into a conversation or you, you walk into that conversation where they were talking about that and some of these publishers were asking them what the money was, I feel like that's a clear indication that there isn't much money in their budget to do so. But, but here's the other thing. When, even if you got picked up by Image, for example, right? Image, you figure Image is a huge company. It's got, you know, it's got deep pockets right well 
Image will only pay you or give you money once they recoup whatever they spent on you. Right. So even if you go through that through through image, it's not like you're gonna make millions of dollars just because you got picked up by image because you have to recoup all of the money, the printing costs, like like even like 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 um like Paul was saying, the printing costs, you know, the promotional uh things that they put out there for you, which if you think about it, if you really think about it, when was the last time you saw an image ad for any of their books, either through social media, Facebook, Instagram? Have you ever come across like a, a book that they're promoting? So where's that promotion, right? I see I, boom I, all over the place. I don't see image. I don't see image. And is it because image doesn't feel like they need to? It's image. Why, why do we need to? Brand recognition, I, right? I think they got the brand right. recognition, but they Maybe. also require you to do the promote to hustle. Yes. To promote. Yes. And right? and they they decide that if they don't like a logo, you must change it. If they don't like yeah. a, a, a like a team of artists that is working on your book, they can change that too. So yeah. they do have some control over. Whereas an indie publisher maybe may, will just say, "Hey, I'll you know we'll, we'll publish it for you. We'll put it out there for you, and 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 you know see what we can do." Now there there are. I think that what we have to remember also is like indie publishers. They 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 do two things. They publish books for you, but they also have their own things that they're publishing as well. You know what I mean? Um, and so some of that goes into that as well. Pays for you to be in previews. Do they? Do, does Image pay for you for, for you to be? Well, they well, pay for it. Image has ads in previews. They pay for it, but again, that goes into what they're going to take away from you. So if they have to put a ten thousand dollar ad in in previews for you, you don't get any money from your book until they recoup those first ten thousand yeah. dollars. So your book has to sell like crazy. And I mean, I don't know. I think I think Diamond is one of those is one of those things where like. They, they it costs a lot of money to get into diamond, and it costs a lot of money to stay in diamond. Yeah, um, and diamond will drop you at, at and, that, and that's and that's the reason why, and that's why diamond asks, "What's your reorder budget?" If we have to, if we require a reorder, say like for instance, like say the initial order was two thousand units, right, and you ship them two thousand units, and then they they need another two thousand, they're going to ask you what's your budget for reorder and what's your budget for marketing. Right. That's the, the prerequisite as an independent to go with diamond. Right. You have to have that excess, that surplus in the bank um, to be able to be prepared for that. And sometimes those re those those reorders come without any sales first, you, yeah. be, be, without you getting paid for those sales. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The Interesting solos why I don't take anything on. I don't have the capital yet to provide the marketing for another story in the future, maybe, but not at the moment. What's up? Right. The art of indie Walker. What's up, buddy? Yeah, um, yeah. And that's a good point. And that's very honest, right? It, that's yeah. and as as a, as a person who wants to do this, who wants to help the indie community, uh, public, a person like boots on the ground. Um, they they do. I mean, sometimes it's like, all right, let, let me. It's almost like you, I think you had mentioned this in, in one of your posts where you were like, you know, you almost have to put your mask on first before you can help somebody else. Right? Yeah. It's, it's one of those concepts. And yeah. I think that's that's what has to happen. I mean, listen. Like again, I'm I'm, I'm very fortunate. I have a very good relationship with my indie publisher, Darkfire Press. Big shout out to them. And um, they're not in Diamond, but they are working with smaller uh, indie uh, distributors. But he's a hustler too. Yeah, no, small indie distributors. So right now we are being distributed in the West Coast. In Oregon, we're in about four or five stores in Oregon. Right now, you can say, hey, that's you could have done that, George. Why did you need him to do that? But when am I going to be in Oregon? I live in New York. I live in New York. When am I going to to the West Coast? So now somebody in that, you know, to me, it's it's it depends on what you want, man. It depends on what you want. If yeah. if you, if you if you want to go big time, go. Hey, listen, pitch the big guys. Pitch the big guys. The indie pub, the indie, um, the smaller uh, publishers are probably not going to have that reach. Not yet. They may get there, but not yet. And I think that that's why, like 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 um, like the art of uh, E.N.D. Walker said, it's just the capital isn't there for the marketing and all this other right. stuff that has to be there for the And it's a reason why, like for me, you know, the realistic reason is like, I'm not going to go and pitch my, uh, my single issues to diamond. When I go that route, it'll be for the graphic novels. It won't be, you know what I mean? Because there's a bigger return on my investment going that route because I don't have the budget to, to, to go and pay for floppies constantly. Um, you know what I mean? Because it's coming out of my own pocket, right? Which is why I'm going to go with a, you know, uh, uh, an, an international, you know, print on demand global distributor that handles all that. I don't have to worry about that. They get it. They get it into 
the Library of Congress, into the book, the databases for the Walmarts and the bookstores and all that stuff. And all I have to do is my part and contact the buyers and say, hey, yo, here's a sample. Check it out. I'd love for you to order it. There's the, the code. This is my distributor. Boom. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, and create that awareness by doing the leg. But that me, it requires me to still get on the phone and and, yeah. and and make the connections. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, just because you get picked up doesn't mean that that's it. You just sit back yeah. and all you're doing is creating. You're not. I mean, once you step into this indie world, man, you 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 still have to wear a lot of those hats. You still have yeah. to wear the hat of promoter. You still have to wear the hat of salesman. You still have to wear the hat of, you know, you know all of that stuff. Yeah. So it, it doesn't stop just because you get picked up by any publisher. It, it, doesn't, yeah. it doesn't end. You still have to make some of those phone calls. Listen, I think that even like we talked, we were talking about image. Image will give you some books to sell at, 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 comp, I mean, at conventions or wherever you are. But I don't know. Do they, are those comps or do they charge you for those? I, I don't even know. I don't know. I feel like having boots on the ground. Those grassroots and, and building relationships with stores are more. Yeah, it is. It is. And and, and, and and that's something, you know, that Paul Gomez has been doing in Texas and, and a couple yes. of other locations. Boy, He's been hitting boots on the ground. It, you know, yeah. just like if, I mean, when I was in the music business, you know, just coming out, you know, we had all of our vinyls in the trunk and we would deliver it to the record shops ourselves. You know, even when we're doing crazy comics, you know, in New York City, we were hitting up the stores locally, you know, dropping off copies, you know, back in the day. So, um, Takes more work, but yeah, it's worth it. They have the product to show what's going on. Uh, the stores are super important. Yep, it opens doors to get into previews. That's what I had to do with Pantheon. There you go. You know, and again, it's you'll determine the outcome. But at the end of the day, if you if you want to go with a small press, um, you got to understand that it's a relationship and it's a partnership. Um, if you're gonna go with the bigger boys, if you get picked up by the bigger boys, there's some things that you have to sacrifice too. Right, because now you you're under specific contracts and expectations, and and they could dictate you know what happens. There's so many routes in the market just to have to hustle from emails, phone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. I like the nomad tours. The nomad tours. He called Paul calls them nomad tours, where you just go to a town you've never been to before and just hit up all their stores. You know, you go on yeah. these little tours, and that's that's a great thing to do. You travel yeah. a little bit, and you get to you know. You know, it's funny is that I think I think I was having that conversation with Paul Gomez. Um, um, you know, it's like. I travel for work. I never thought about, so, you know, because I always have a rental car. Never thought about going to the comic shops and, and when I'm traveling for work on my time and, and hitting them up with my stuff. And I was like, oh, that's right. You know what I mean? Here's an opportunity where I'm not paying peaches, 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 peaches. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Dude, it's so true, bro. I was just in Illinois uh, for a free comic book day and I ended up at one of their local comic book shops. And I was like, oh, I just walked in there, made, you know, the guy was like, yeah, we took that information. You know, he's like, yo, send me some of your stuff. I sent him a PDF. They may be picking up some of the books. So you yeah. never know, dude. You never know. You know, you never know. A lot of these guys are looking for stuff. Some of them, yeah. some of them aren't, but it's it's gonna be, I mean, again, it there's 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 million ways to do this thing. It's just yeah. about how 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 hard you're willing to go and what you're willing to do. Yeah, it just it just requires a lot of time and work, you know. And I think, you know, on one side as a creator, you gotta ask yourself can I make that time and commitment to do this? You know, um, you know, so for me, it's like, you know, I'm not looking at 2023 as the year for me to, for the stores It's 2024. So, and I'm planning what that looks like. And, and I'm scheduling my vacations around me getting, doing all that legwork. Right. Cause it's going to require hours. Right. I think it would be behoove us going to the stores in the area where we were doing, yeah, and yeah. already have the products. I think, and do what Paul does, right? Take an extra day, wouldn't hurt. Yeah, Paul, what he does is when he's at the cons, he goes to the vendors that are there and says, hey, yo, would you carry my book in your store? You know, um, that nothing's stopping you. The vendors are there. The, the comic shop owners are there in comic, in, in conventions. So that's a great way to hook up with them, especially if they're having a good sales weekend. If they're not, I'm not sure. But if they're having a good sales weekend, you hit them up and say, you need a cup of coffee. Hey, I would like to talk to you about my book. Would you carry it in your store? Yeah, Boom. Yeah. You know, there's, there's so many ways you can circumvent the system to work, make it work for you. It all depends on your hustle. Yeah. And the good thing about, about being at a convention with them is that, you know, we always get there early. And yeah. you got to catch them when there's nothing going on. You, you're not going to do that in the middle of a, of a busy, you know, sales yeah. day. But, yeah. you know, early, early morning or maybe late in the afternoon, you want to, you know, whatever, even after the, the convention yeah. or whatever. 
um, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, for sure, man, for sure. That was that topic, and I do want to give a shout out to our other sponsor, Paul Gomez, who's also in the chat. Paul Gomez, uh, writer extraordinaire, who writes uh, Bushy Boo, PTSD, um, um, the Aurora. What is it? The, the I'm Prelude, Prelude, Prelude to Aurora. Aurora plus more. He's got a lot of stuff coming out. That's um, a dope title, dude. I like yes, that. Yes, yes, and um, um, he's got tons of goodies coming out uh his link is also in the summary click on that link it'll take you to his facebook page um but yes paulie g in the house uh check out his books um and he's always doing uh, um book signings and comic local comic shops so check it out so now we're gonna bring our guest in who's been anxiously waiting to uh talk to everybody here about some people eating people stuff called avalon really good stuff so let's bring it in right now Bam! Welcome to Cast the Craze, buddy. Hey, it's good to be here. What's going on, Brandon? How are you, man? Good. How have you guys been? Good, good, excellent, excellent. I was checking out your your Kickstarter earlier today. Avalon, uh, look good, man. Looks good. Looks Thank good. You. It's it's a long it's a long one. Forty one days, I think. This left. Yeah, we decided yeah. to go a little bit longer than the usual thirty days, or a little bit less uh, for this one, due to doing the two issues. Right, uh, and oh, one right. kind of Kickstarter there, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, Brendan. Well, listen. For those who maybe don't know who you are, have never met you before, just give us a quick introduction. Let us know who Brandon is. Uh, well, I'm Brandon Starocki. I'm the creator and writer of Avalon. We yeah, killed you. Were name, close. You were close. We yeah. killed your oh, name, so Brandon. I'm so we sorry. Both, we both if it makes you feel a little better, that's basically the the route everybody goes with on how how to say my name. So it, it's pretty common. I should Damn just change it. it to that. Yeah. But uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I interrupt you. Yeah, go ahead. Go good. Ahead. Uh, well, yeah. I'm just creator and writer of Avalon. Avalon is the first uh, basically public kind of thing, uh, creative wise, is that is out for me right now. Uh, uh, we have a great team around Avalon and all that stuff too. You know, one of my dreams back way back then when I was in high school is to be a Hollywood director. Uh, even went out to the New York Film Academy uh, and toured that place and figured out that was way too expensive for me. So came back, got a normal job and all that stuff, and then met Alan, and here we are with Avalon wow. and all that stuff and wow. moving along. I, I feel I feel like comics become a means to an end, right? Like yeah. you, you, you have this desire to create and to make movies, for example, and these are like almost like mini movies on paper. Yeah, right? exactly. Like that, that's exactly uh, kind of why we're doing it this way, because it was going to be a novel, but then I'm not a person that likes to read a lot of words <laughs> on paper. So I thought it was a little bit better to do a comic book. Yeah. Awesome, dude. So are, are you guys, are there plans to maybe make an Avalon something, maybe like a, like a short film or maybe, are there still, do you still have that idea of maybe, hey, this could be something that can still go up on the screen? Of course. Yeah. I, I think uh, with this, with anything, if it was in the world or whatever, if it was going to follow kind of a similar storyline that we have in the comic book, you know, uh, the big goal is to be in that kind of cinema kind of thing and making movies and all that stuff, too. I've, I've always kind of loved the the way in of the waters and all that stuff, too. And my aunt yeah. was big into it as well. So kind of just trying to follow her and we're, we're kind of working together. But yeah, a lot of stuff. I love movie stuff. I want to get into that movie industry eventually. I, I, I was reading some of the some of what you had up on the on the uh, on the Kickstarter, and uh, I know that I don't know if it was you or your partner, but Quentin Tarantino and Robert Kirkman, yeah. big influences. Yep. That that was me. Yeah. yeah, that was you. What? Yeah. what I, and I and I probably know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask it anyway. What is it about Quentin's writing, and what is it about Robert's writing that 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 attracted you so much, or that inspires you so much? Uh, both of them are, I mean, they're different and similar in, in diff, different many ways. And uh, with Quentin Tarantino, I loved how he just like, when, when he writes a story, he believes in it and he just lets it go to work. You know, he doesn't rush scenes. He doesn't do things. The characters feel real. He, you know, you mm -hmm. could tell like he really put time and effort into each character. It's always on screen, uh, screen and conversations and all that stuff. I, I just love everything about every Quentin Tarantino, Quentin Tarantino movie that's out right now. Uh, he just does a phenomenal job. And and just that world building too, and the character building and the development with all of it too, I really admire. So I try to do that as much as I can with Avalon and with Robert Kirkman, obviously I'm a huge Walking Dead fan. So with what he did with that kind of series uh, and again, for same reasons almost too, like the way he developed the characters and built that world and kind of rebranded the zombie genre was, was, was awesome to me and all that stuff too. But it, it, it's, it's funny you say that Brandon, cause I, I, I'm not a huge, you know, zombie person. Like I, I'm not, that's not my right. thing. I don't, I'm not into that. I'm not into that but when I read 
the 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 Walking Dead comics. I never mm-hmm. watched the show, but when I read the comics, dude, I was like, wow, I I was invested because it wasn't about the zombies. Yes, that's yeah. happening in the world that they're in, but it's about the characters within the world, and that's what attracted me. Same thing with Invincible. We've seen tons of superhero yeah. comics, right? But the way he wrote that particular comic book was different. So I, I totally understand what you're saying. What's your favorite Quentin Tarantino movie? Uh, right now, I'd have to say it's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I got a whole yeah. corner here with it, and then a big poster right above me here as well. I'm, I'm a huge fan of that movie. It's, uh, I, I've watched it probably three times by now, and it's a long movie to watch. So it is. It is. Yeah, that, that, that's been yeah. the one for, so far. Yeah. Wow! Wow! Fantastic. Do you, do you like, have one, Sam? Do you have a favorite Quentin Tarantino movie? Oh, it's Pulp Fiction. It's always going to be. Yeah, Pulp me too, dude. Uh, me it's too. always going to be Pulp. You know, me I mean, too, just because it's John Travolta and Samuel L. Jackson. And, you know uh, what it is? And Bruce Willis. Willis. You know, you know what it is for me? It's that scene when you, when you talk about character development. It's that scene where they're talking about the, the foot massage, right? It's like these are two hitmen going to do their job, yeah. Yeah. and they're having this random conversation. Right before they're about to do some crazy, yeah. Right yeah. before they're about to do some crazy stuff behind that door, and we're we're going along with them, and we almost like these guys. These are hitmen, but he makes us like them. It's, it, and it's all out of whack. It's not even in order this movie, and you're still there just watching it. It's like that to me is probably why 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 I like I like that movie as well. Yeah, they were so yeah. to everything. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's interesting that you said that because uh, I see that where the influence shines through in your pacing with the story and how you built up the suspense in that first issue. I, I found you uh, on global comics and uh, okay. I was going to the first issue and um, you, you, what you do is you bring the, the audience into the character's world, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, the son that's the suffering with anxiety um, and, and dealing with that whole aspect and, and the family dynamic and not being able to be there for his birthday. Walk us through your character development and 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 why each character is important to this this story yeah i mean for you know one of the big focuses we're doing on with avalon is uh focusing on mental health as a whole and you know kind of bringing reality to the zombie genre as much as we can in a fictional world um but each character kind of holds its own thing, you know, with one of the characters that you can kind of see there, especially in the first issue, you know, the youngest brother, I'll just say, uh, obviously has anxiety and dealing with some sort of depression and all that stuff too. And, you know, and I'm, we're putting little like seeds in there and letting things grow over time that these characters are all in roles that they feel like they can't fit in, but they're, but they're forced into because the way the normal world uh, before the apocalypse kind of hits, but, but because what the normal world kind of, adjusted them to and all these characters that you meet so far are kind of forced into a position that they're not comfortable with and then boom you get hit with the apocalypse and now you have to deal with an uncomfortable situation that you're put in on top of an apocalypse and also you know you have some family a family member that is separated from you as well so it's just with with the focus of it really being on the mental health there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff stirring in the pot there yeah yeah you 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 also you all you guys also decided to Focus on the family rather than individual yeah. characters. Yeah. How tough was that to write that, man? How how tough is it to like kind of go away from like you know we all we we've all heard of the hero's journey and there's always one person that that stands out above. How hard is it to write a book where where everybody almost has to have an equal uh, importance in the story? Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess I thought it was going to be easier, but it it isn't so hard either, though, you know, because a lot of it I take from just real life experience, you know, because I have two brothers myself. So then that was kind of easy in itself there and kind of taking uh, things that's happened in my life and things that I've seen outside, you know, just kind of looking, you know, at other people and elevating those points to get into a story, obviously, and make it, you know, interesting enough to write about and read about. But um as as time goes on, you know, as you know, the team builds, the Avalon team builds and all that stuff, it gets a little bit easier to write that because the idea right out of the gate was not solely to focus on a hero's journey, per se. It's, it's more so to fo- focus on the whole family and the world itself. Um, but as time goes on, we understand these characters more and more and more. It's easier to kind of write them and kind of make them uh all as important as each other you know obviously you're going to get different characters that people relate to a little bit more that seem a little more important but they're all the way we're writing them is they're all important in their own way and we want to make sure everybody has some sort of way to feel like they can relate to somebody yeah 
Yeah. How, how does how do you guys divide the writing duties then? I guess because you, you're collaborating, right? So how, who, do you write a character? He writes a character. You write so, a scene. He writes a scene. How do you guys do it? So basically, what we've been doing from start right now, we just added a new writer, Callie Overlander, which is going to be help. She helps with a you know rewriting a little bit of the last couple issues here and then she'll be mainly season two of uh of avalon but alan and i when we're going together uh he we were really shoulder to shoulder here trying to figure out what we're doing with the first two issues there after the first two issues i kind of scoped out the remainder of the season uh which would be the next four issues six issues total and we kind of would just go over it together and and kind of read it out loud and kind of make sure the dialogue works and uh everything that we have written out worked as well and and then basically that's going to be similar to what we're doing with season two. You know, I'm scoping out the whole season. Callie and I are coming together here and uh, we're going to see what works, what doesn't work, what we should add, what we should take out. And then kind of go in with the dialogue after that and start writing the script, you know, panel to panel dialogue and all that. And I noticed that uh, you decided to go with, you know, um, black and white, almost like a Sin City feel to it with the plops of red. What was the, what was the thought process behind that? So for, first and foremost, obviously the price, you know, it's, it's a lot cheaper with uh, doing the black and white, you know, but then when I, I read the Walking Dead comic and it, it was a small thing, it's not like you couldn't tell what was blood, but I thought it was better to see the blood, like actually see it pop. Uh, so the idea was black, white and blood. And then later on, we're trying to figure out what we wanted to do. And then I don't even remember how we came up with the idea, but every last page will have that splash of color. Uh, going forward, every single issue will do that. It'll kind of just really bring you into that, you know, intense moment that we kind of been doing with the last issue of each issue. Um, but an idea, you know, in, in the head, Black, White, and Blood sounds great, but Demetrius, you know, blew it out of the water. He did an amazing job. Uh, he made the idea sound a lot more better, the, you know, when you see it, because it really makes the, the blood pop and the grayscale is amazing and all that stuff as well. We're glad to have Demetrius. Dude, the the artwork, and that was going to be my next question yeah. with Demetrius. He, it's crazy. Like we always talk about the growth of an artist and all that other stuff. And obviously you guys have been working on this book since I think 2022, was it when you pulled that it, the first we, one? We, uh, we came out publicly in 2022, but we've been working on it probably two, three years before that. Yeah. Right. So look at that. So from the first issue to the fifth issue, it almost looks like you have a oh, different yeah. artist on the book. And, and listen, I, I, it's not to knock the first few issues no, or whatever no, it no. isn't. You know what I mean? Because to me personally, coming from a writer, to me, it's all about the story. The artwork is great. Mm -hmm. The artwork will sell you the first issue. I always say it's the artwork will sell you the first issue. The story will keep you coming back with the rest. Mm -hmm. But the fact that he has evolved the way he has, dude, like, what happened? Like, did he, is, is it Dimitri? No is it still Dimitri? Like, yeah, right. <laughs> well, no, it's, it's funny, though, too, because I remember when we first, you know, when I found him and we were talking and all that stuff too, I, I was pretty strict on the first issue and what I wanted to do and all that stuff, you know, cause I didn't know any better, you know, I wanted it to be a certain way. I had a vision for it. Um, so I was very strict with what I wanted. I didn't, I didn't really give him that creative freedom in the beginning. And then after that issue one, you know, he, I was scared for a second. He messaged me. He's like, I developed as an artist and all that stuff too. I, I, I've been uh, practicing on a bunch of the little things on the side and all that stuff. Uh, I think there's a new style. I think it'll work a lot better and all that stuff too. I was really scared to hear that because I was more <laughs> so on stuck on the consistency. I was like, let me see it, you know, and all that stuff. So it looked great, obviously. You know, I, I, I love the art style. You know, it, it definitely fits Avalon to me a lot better than issue one's art style did, you know, the new style that we got. So we ended up sticking with it and that's what it's going to be going forward. But and each issue that goes by, he gets more and more and more comfortable with with the characters, with the, with the panel layouts and all that stuff, too. You know, he does a lot of amazing things with the panels and things that on paper, if you scripted it, would seem messy. But, you know, it's just the way he does it and shows it. It, it, it all works to me. So I guess, but. Part of that freedom, Brandon, I guess, is goes to page design. In other words, your script will say panel one, this panel two, that panel of three. And then when he gets it, he kind of just is able to do whatever, take the panel away and leave the face just coming out. Like there's one panel where the face is like, is that something that he just does on his own or do you guys yeah. talk about it? So basically, uh, so all this stuff, and this is what's going to be fun with season two. All this stuff was already written before he uh, started really moving on. You know what I mean? So to, to know that he has all this ability to do these things, it's going to be fun writing season two part of this whole thing. And uh you know, keeping in mind that like what he can do with the panel works. And, and I don't know, maybe, maybe I could just do it the way I've been doing it. And then he just blows it away again. You know what I mean? Like, cause, <laughs> yeah, cause yeah, yeah. you know, uh, after all, all the issues that went by and all that stuff as well, it was, 
I, I kind of got more lenient with it because, you know, he's just been, I, I think, been doing a good job with the artwork and, uh, you know, he's had more creative freedom and all that, and which has been great. You know, I think I think it's worked out for the best here. You know, we have a script and that we want to do, obviously, uh, but then he the way he lays out the panels is great. Yeah. Are you giving him camera angles? Are you telling him this is where the position of the camera or the angle should be? Because the for, way he plays with the angles are pretty sweet. For more specific things, yes. Um, not every single page will have like specific camera angles and all that stuff too. And if it's something that I need specific, like I I want this angle, uh, then yes, I will. But most of the time, he's just he's just going with it and it and it's working. You know, he'll send me every stage pencils, pencils, inks, and uh, color, and you know he'll tell me, hey, I got an idea for this page, and I'll let's do it. Let's and then he'll show me, and then we just roll with it. You know, it's it's a fun thing that we kind of developed over the time. Ah, that's awesome, dude. I, lo I love the fact that you reference that you refer to it as season one and season two. Like you still you're you're in, you're in like cinematic mode, man. It's like season one, season. So each one is going to be six issues. Is that what we're doing? Yeah. Like each what we call arcs, but like you said, season season yeah. one will be six issues. Are you going to put that in the trade and then season two, six to so twelve? Yeah, our our big goal this year was to drop the four issues, and the end of the year would would be our last issue. So it'd be the full arc season would be done, and then the beginning of next year we're going to be doing the trade paperback for the whole first six issues there. And gotcha. you know that's kind of that's a big obviously goal of ours, and trying to get that out because I noticed that, I mean, in the comic world that a lot of people like trade paperbacks now, especially mm -hmm. I, I feel like for indie comics just to kind of just grab it once and see if they like it and to see yeah. if they'll return it all that stuff, but. You know, that's kind of the, the route we're going right now. It's funny, man. It's, it's like a double-edged sword, dude, because like, okay, granted, you have your six issues, right? I mean, how much can you charge for that? 15, 20 bucks? Sometimes people will say, yeah, I'll try the first issue, and if I like it, I'll come back. So now you still have to print out, like, the first issue yeah. to see if they like it. So it's like, it's like you, you you know, you have to try a little bit of everything, I guess, when you're when you're at indie. But no, that I think that's a great plan, dude. I think that's a really – look at these pages, bro. They look amazing. And you know what's like, funny? They're, they're reminiscent of Sam and Twitch, the, the, um, yeah. from Spawn. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Very, it has that, love, that feel to it, um, the way he plays with the panels and the angles um, uh, in it. Yeah, yeah, very. It's got, it's got. You know what it is? I, it reminded me of a lot of like the Todd McFarlane work that yeah. he did, like with the page layouts and the, and, yeah. the, and the panel. Like this, this page right here is freaking nuts. Yeah, almost like an Angel Medina esque. Look. Yes, that big eyeball at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. No, it's good stuff, Brandon. This looks great. Yeah, we're really glad to have them. You know, a lot of that stuff developed over time, obviously, and, and it mm -hmm. just gets better and better over time. You know, that's issue yeah. one right there. And then mm -hmm. when you kind of, which, was, you know, obviously we, we liked it too. You know, yeah. it's just different, you know, and then moving on, you know, onto the stuff. I, I feel like from issue two on, it, it seemed to be like, this is the image of Avalon. So so we're glad that he kind of developed and did all that stuff. And we have the relationship we do over over the, you know, few years time span. Yeah, you know what I, I think as an artist, you you can't help but and and it's a good thing when you when you develop and you become a better artist and things like that. Are you thinking about having him redo the first two issues? So so that's the 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 fun part with this whole thing with the trade paperback. Our big thing is going to be, um, and we just recently you know I recently started saying this. This was something we were holding a little bit, but uh, we're gonna have him remake issue one for the trade paperback, wow. and we're gonna be doing. Yeah, all the ones, all the issue ones that everybody bought in the past, those are just going to be it with that style. So, you know, however you want to kind of take that, if it's like a unique kind of like limited yeah. thing, everything yeah. else will be made in the remake art uh, moving forward with uh, issue one and all that stuff. So, yeah, that is that is in the books right now to remake issue one with the new style. That's awesome, brother. That's awesome. So for those watching, we are talking to Brandon Storaki, right? Yeah. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Okay, good. And we're talking about Avalon, which is his comic book. It is currently on Kickstarter. And yes. uh, you have so so you decided to go a little longer than than the, mm -hmm. the thirty days. Uh, you have a, a goal of twenty five hundred. I think you're you're about at, what is it five forty something? I think I saw last. Yeah, yeah. Um, so tell us a little bit about. I know you have this uh, this spinner thing going on. There's a little there's a little raffle happening, and I'm a big spinner spinner guy. So t <laughs> tell us a little bit about what people get. What is this raffle that you're doing on the on the campaign? So I thought I thought of, it would be kind of a cool thing. I don't know if people have done it before. You know, it's just something. I, I'm a big raffle person myself, and we're going to be doing this raffle for anybody who uh, grabs himself a pledge. Uh, we'll get at least one if you get the goodie bag. I believe it's two or three. Uh, I gotta scroll down here so I don't say. Yeah, I think it was wrong. two. I think when I saw. Yeah, for the, for the goodie bag, it's two, and then if you yeah. get one of the original penciled uh, character pencils by Demetrius, which 
is in Greece and he ha I have them now. So they're here. Wow. He did them in Greece. He shipped them over to me. They're original pencil work by the, of the characters. You will get your name on there four times. And then on the add-ons, you can get extra. But the raffle basket will be all the issues that are going to be coming out here. It'll be issues one through five. It'll be all the variants as well. Um, they will be all signed by the whole team. And uh, you will get the exclusive posters, which include uh, the Santa one. Like, like we did this one. This will never be printed again here. This will be involved or in that as well. It's just nice. going to be the Christmas special one with Mrs. Martin from issue one there, kind of tangled up in the little things there. But yeah, it'll have all the exclusive stuff in, in one basket, a shirt as well. And it's just a, a fun little thing. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, no, I, I'm looking forward to it. So that, that will go to whether you did a digital pledge or whether you did a physical yeah, pledge. Yeah, any, any pledge. Oh, yeah. Cool. Uh, and obviously, you wanted, if your name, you wanted your name on there more, you would just kind of get the ticket itself and the add on. Yeah. Um, so it's up to you how many kind of slots cool. you want your name on. Cool. And you're doing that at the end of the campaign or? Yeah, once it's fulfilled and, and completed and all that stuff, we'll probably just do a, a Facebook live thing of or something just kind of indicating and doing the wheel and showing the wheel and then kind of clicking it and all the, yeah, all the, all the good stuff. So fun stuff. Dope, dude. Dope. So you, so this is an ongoing series. It's not, it's, it's yep. something that you plan to be ongoing, obviously. How far along in the script are you guys? How many issues or episodes have you written? Uh, so that are fully written done, obviously, are just the six. You know, we're, we have in the next month here, because we've been focusing on the campaign and uh, structuring season two, within the next month here, we're going to actually be writing and finishing uh, season two and six issues. It, it we, we have we have it in our head that it'll take maybe uh, about a little less than a month to get through all of them with the first draft and then kind of go through and kind of clean them up and a couple more times after that. And then I have in my head uh, or and also written on documents everywhere there's like four <laughs> or five arcs that i have in my head and then those, wow. you know that'll just continue as the story kind of continues as well so it's just going to be ongoing until we ruin it or i run out of ideas <laughs> we ruin it yeah until nice. you uh game of thrones it <laughs> yeah yeah all right start leaving <laughs> starbucks cups in the background <laughs> yeah right um so i you know we, we've talked a lot about your process and the writing and it but we, I, I, I never asked you about the premise of the book. Avalon, tell us what the premise of the book is. Yeah, uh, Avalon is a post-apocalyptic story that, you, I mean, you follow the Castle family through this nightmarish world, and their goal is to find everlasting safety. Um, a lot of little sub-things to bring up here is, like I said already, uh, we focus on mental health, real life, physical issues, people that have to take medications on a day-to-day -day basis. You know, that's going to be a real kind of strict point of Avalon. It's not something that uh, other zombie, you know, or zombie genres have done in the past where they'll show it, this person needs this, and then it kind of fade them out in the background. It's not going to be that. It's going to be actually part of the story and the intenseness of these characters and what they have to go through and that kind of deadline that comes forward. But, you know, there's going to be a lot of fun stuff. Uh, we're following a family. We're not doing the hero's journey. And we're also building up the world as a character itself where there's going to be no such thing as plot armor in this story that we're going for. Uh, all the writers in the room have the mentality as the world is dictating what happens to these characters. So uh, bad decision making is bad consequences. So if, if we were to do something stupid in real life, we're going to you know pay for it. You know, if that's yeah. not looking before crossing the road, then boom, you know what I mean? Mm. So it's it's kind of things like that and letting the world kind of dictate what happens to these characters rather than us as the writer and kind of that's keeping it. that plot armor. So, yeah. Sweet, dude. Sweet. Sounds like a good sounds like a good deal, man. Sounds like a good deal. But uh, no, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, Brandon, yeah. I don't know if Sam had any more questions for you, but. No, no, it looks like you got a pledge while we're, while we're, while we're talking. But nice. um, um, yeah, so I'm going to let you give your elevator pitch. We're at that point where just tell everybody why they should back this campaign um, and then how they can contact you on social media. So uh, the screen is yours. Yeah, uh, our elevator pitch is, you know, it's the new original zombie story you know uh there's been time and time again we've all seen it before you know uh many different ways uh we're trying to do different avenues and trying to follow the realism and mental health aspect and the physical health aspect and kind of keep it uh, family tight-knit and uh not following the hero the classic hero's journey and letting each character have their time to shine and really focusing on characters that anybody and everybody can relate to um, you could find us on any kind of social media platform. We just actually did our TikTok uh, the other day, actually, for the first time. I was being strict with it for a while, but now we have it. 
Uh, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all those uh, social media places you find. You'll find our link tree, and that'll show us where we all are. Outstanding. Well, thank you, Brenda, for being on Cast of Craze. We wish you a lot of success with your campaign. you got a solid story and a, and a solid team going for it. So uh, thank you. And I'm sure that you, you'll you'll definitely achieve your goal. Um, you. Yes. And, uh, again, thanks again for being on the show, brother. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks, you Brandon. Take care, bud. See you. All right. All right. So that was Brandon Staraki. There you go. There you go. Look at that. Wow, Look at that. Two for two. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, um, again, uh, what do you think of this segment? Did you like the Get Your Med segment? Did you like the topics? Give us a thumbs up if you haven't done so already. But, uh, yeah, that was another um, episode with another great talent. We're probably going to have to move next week's show. Um <laughs> I just found out. So uh, we'll, I'll work on the logistics with George on next week's guest. I got to reach out to next week's guest. Work has been, uh, work has been, uh, you know, work is work, bro. work is work. It's been tough. Yeah, no, nah, no. Nah. But big shout out to Brandon, man. Really good stuff. I'm happy to see, you know, another creator putting his stuff out there. Listen, five issues. You've done it, Sam. It's not easy. Yeah, no. Five issues isn't easy. And, and, and his artist keeps getting better and better and better. And the team is growing. So good for Brandon. <laughs> I can't wait to see what they do uh, by the sixth issue of this book and then see where they're going to, I meant to ask them where they're going to be. They're going to be doing any conventions, but uh, I know yeah. they're from Erie, Pennsylvania. So maybe they'll be in that area. Yeah. But uh, you know, good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. And, 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 and look, yeah, I met, you know, we had dinner with a bunch of, and, and, and I don't, I can't remember everybody's names, but um, you know, when uh, it was Paul Gomez, myself, um, Dan Price and a bunch of other creators, um, uh, when we were at Waco, but if you're an indie creator and you know you're down with the craze and you see George and myself at a convention, let's chat it up. We go for a beer, whatever it is, um, during the convention. Um, you know, let, let's let's meet up and uh, and just talk. Um, you know, that's what the community is all about. But um, um, yeah, yeah, I love to see um, guys going out there and uh, trying to pave their own way in this game. A difficult, it's a difficult game, and uh, there's a lot of stories out there, and then you know, and uh, there's a lot of competition, but. As long as you're doing it for the right reasons, you're having fun. Hey, go for it, bro. Yeah, no, for sure, dude, for sure. Yeah, no, that was fun, man. That was fun. Don't forget uh, to definitely subscribe. And uh, Sam, you're gonna be your next convention isn't for another few months, right? My next, I got a my, one might be in June or uh, I just gotta wait, gotta confirm because they never hit me back up, and uh, so I gotta right. follow up. Um, but I definitely have one in August, and I have one in September, and potentially one in October. Um, and then hopefully closing out the year in December. So, um, um, the falls, I have the fall lined up. So summer I was supposed to have, you know, um, fan expo. Um, uh, but that didn't work out. So, um, I was looking forward to that, but I'm taking a break and I'm also taking a break from Kickstarter. If you didn't know, I'm going, I'm not going to be doing a Kickstarter this July. I'll be moving it to the fall for issue number six. If there's anything in my toilet, so I'm gonna give some time um to to promote the kid in the comic and really to go out there and do some conventions and network and with uh, uh local comic shop owners and um so i just need a break from kickstarter for a minute for a little minute um but surveys will be going out this week i think payment is to me from kickstarter is coming this week um and surveys will be coming out this week too. so look for the surveys so make sure your addresses are there and then um and once the payment comes to me, I can send us the books out to get the proofs. That'll take two weeks for the proof. And then it'll take another two weeks to get. Um, and I sent you guys the timeline on my last email. So you'll probably get your stuff around late June, early July, sometime around there. Uh, definitely before August, but um, all depends on the printer. I've been having some challenges with printers lately. But um, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, no bueno. No bueno. They, they're bringing out the bad guy in me. I don't like to be the bad guy. Um but uh, yeah, yes, yeah, so that's good. Thank you all for watching, everybody tonight. Um, you know, robust conversation tonight. I mean, ASAP, imagination, Andy Bala, voice, yeah, you know, the art of Ian D. Walker, uh, Aurelis, um, Lou was in the in the chat today. Radesco, um, I hope I say that right. Right, let's go. Um, that's yeah, that's that's Dwayne Dwayne Rodriguez. Dwayne. Dwayne, yeah, Dwayne. That's right. I keep always forgetting. I always. Uh, but he's been very active. Thank you what, yeah, for your support, Dwayne, on both the art channel and on the podcast and uh, and for your comments and feedback. I truly, truly appreciate it. Um, 
But yeah, 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 man. That was another good episode. You know, it it feels good to come back and and, and chat with everybody. Um, you know, <laughs> like I feel like I'm always gone. And shit. Yeah. yeah, man. Yeah, man. But uh, yeah, man, yeah. work, work, real life stuff. I was able to get but, the crazy uh, TNLS up this week, and that's 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 running good. well. Um, good. but uh, yeah, man. So uh, yeah. So again, George, you're gonna be where? I will be at CradleCon this weekend, May twentieth and twenty first in Long Island. So I will be out there. Check out their website, cradlecom.com. I'll be there. Just walking the, just walking the floor, checking it out. I, I'm, I'm going to be signing up for some conventions next year. I have one lined up already that I'll, I'll let you guys know what it is once I've, I'm, I'm fully, I'm fully there. But yeah, so that's going to happen this weekend. Outstanding. And again, go to dutiesworld.com um, to check out all things duty. And don't forget a kid in the comic if you want to get a copy of this amazing newspaper full of nothing but tons of comic strips with one from yours truly plus um activities and games go to a kid in the comic you can get it from them or you contact your local lcs and and tell them about a kid in the comic so they can order it for their location um but yeah so duty's a comic strip as well so with that said i appreciate everybody who's been who's been watching tonight if you like this episode give us a thumbs up don't forget to help those algorithms help us and uh, if you're watching subscribe because when we grow the indie community grows and that's why we do this show well, further ado, I'm Sam the Crazy Man Vera. George the Dreamer Medina. And we are. No, I was talking about my friend Aquisa. Say my name, say my name. This is what you were thinking? Oh, my God. He's grabbing. He said, I'm the. What? You're listening to Catch the Craze. You're listening to Catch the Craze. You're listening to Catch the Craze. You are listening to Catch the Craze. Uh, this is Craze. You're listening to Catch the Craze. <laughs>